When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number 116 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look, gets some softcore crimes. I'm your boy Leroy, coming at you straight out of the closet with a couple tales about bank robbers who had accomplices who were just doing their jobs, cab drivers who didn't even know they were involved in a crime, cash, cabbies, confusion, this is going to be off the chain. My apologies, this episode is a few days late. This is the latest I've ever been, for one. And honestly, I was just, I've been having trouble getting motivated. I don't know what it is. I'm just, I think it might be the seasons changing, having trouble sleeping. Um, yeah, it's just been really rough, this go around, you know, to the point that I, I don't really find myself funny. I'm getting disgusted uh, hearing the sound of my own voice on here. So yeah, there's, I don't know, just a lot of issues. And I know you don't want to hear all that, you know, how the how the hot dog's made. But yeah, I do I do get comments from people saying, oh, this guy's cocky, uh, he, he thinks he's funnier than he is. And that actually couldn't be further from the truth. I actually get uh, really down on myself a lot. And, you know, I'm not going to portray that in the episodes, you know. You have to come across as, as cool and confident. And I am most of the time, but, you know, I am only human after all. Right? I'm only human. Human. Born to make mistakes. You feel me? So, uh... Jeez, I hope I don't get sued by the the Human League for that. That's a great hit. And, uh, yeah, kind of shows how I'm feeling right now. Regardless, I finally found some motivation, I strung together some good hours, uh, put in the work, and blue skies ahead, baby. Okay, enough about me. Uh, let's get a joke in here about cabbies, then move on with the show, shall we? Oh man, inflation is crazy. I mean, seriously. I got charged $50 by a cabbie to go to a laundromat only two miles away from my home. Yeah, I really felt like I got taken to the cleaners. <laughs> Alright everybody, hop in the minivan and let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with a couple tales of low-level true crime. Hurry up, we don't have any time to waste. Meter's running, baby.
episode number 116, Cash Cabs. I haven't taken a cab anywhere in quite some time, and have never, not even once, set foot in an Uber. But when I did take cabs, I enjoyed it. Something about the grittiness of stepping into one, and attempting to make small talk with the stranger behind the wheel. It was cool. Flagging down a cab on a busy street was also satisfying. They sure aren't cheap though, are they? Each time I had to pay up, I felt like I was getting robbed. Perhaps that's why these fellas used cabbies to assist them in their robberies. Because they knew it would come natural to them. Okay. Our first story takes us to Hartsville, which is a small town in South Carolina. Hartsville has a population of just 7,588 people, according to the 2021 census. And 2021 is the year our story happens to take place. Crazy. Criminal mastermind Angel Luis Mazdo flags down a cabbie. And we are off. Let's get right into it. Oh, and by the way, his name might be Angel but he certainly will not behave like one. (laughs) You feel me? Okay, so Angel hops in the cab, and immediately he's got the cabbie doing side missions. He tells him he needs to go to the bank, and that he also wants to pop into the dollar store on the way there. The cabbie explained this when he was interviewed later on, and he said he was cool with that. People get him to do extra stuff all the time. He even added that, quote, I don't ask questions or get into people's business. That's a good man right there. And I'll back up the cabbie statement that they're asked to make extra stops all the time. My bro and I, when we lived together, neither of us had a vehicle. So if we were out and ever took a cab home, we'd take advantage. Getting them to stop off so we could get smokes or beers or whatever supplies we needed. And the cabbies were always cool with that. Why do they care? As long as the meter's running, they don't give a shit. And then you follow that up with a decent tip. They're loving ya. An angel, even though he's a criminal, he's a gentleman. He still follows those rules of the road. He tells the cabbie he'll pay for his troubles and extra travel. The one thing I'll say that's a bit of a hassle here and out of the ordinary was that when they got to the dollar store, Angel, the 59-year-old, he asked the cabbie to go inside for him. He told him that he fell off a roof about a week earlier and that he was still a little bit stiff and sore. I'm not sure if Angel made that roof story up, and was just too lazy to go in himself, or wanted to keep a low profile and not be seen in the area. I guess we don't really have any reason to doubt him with that detail. Anyway, this dollar store is called the Family Dollar. There are two of them in Hartsville, which I thought was kind of overkill. Two Family Dollar stores in a town of less than 8,000. I wasn't going to read any reviews for this store. I was going to save them for the bank, but there were a couple of bad reviews involving an employee that I enjoyed, so... What the hell? Family Dollar Store, located at 844 South 5th Street, gets a 3.9 star average from 47 Google reviews. Three years ago, Shanetta says, The man at the register was very rude, from the time we walked in to the time we walked out. When we walk in the store, instead of him saying, Hello, how are y'all doing? We got greeted with, What the hell y'all want? My husband and I tried our best to ignore him, But when we got to the register, it got worse. He burped in our face after eating cookies and told us it wasn't him. It was us. And we was the nastiest people because we didn't say excuse me. 
We continued to ignore him, but he kept being rude using all types of profanity. So my husband went and got the other staff that was there and informed her of what was going on. This wasn't the first time this has happened. Every time we go in there and he's there, it's the same thing. And today was just our breaking point. Something needs to be done. Okay. I feel like this guy was just joking around, being playful, and they just don't get a sense of humor. Because I find that hilarious. Obviously, he knew he was the one that burped, and greeting customers with a what the hell y'all want (laughs) makes me chuckle. There's another one star from Supersonic, also three years ago, and we gotta assume they're talking about the same employee when they say, things not in place, low stock, and at the front counter, the male employee was eating out of an open cereal box while working the register. Horrible. I say give that man a raise. Also, he's probably the owner's son with an attitude like that, now that I think about it. Anyway, this was just a brief pit stop on our way to the scene of the crime. Angel gave the cabbie a $20 bill and asked him to pick up some manila envelopes and a Pepsi. Pepsi. Gotta have it. Not a sponsor, by the way, but it is a tasty beverage. The cabbie grabs the supplies, hopefully off of that rude cashier. What the hell you want? Okay, Um, after that brief stop, they drive to the scene of the crime, which is the South State Bank, which is also on 5th Street, 825 South 5th Street to be exact. And this place has a 3.4 star rating from a whopping 7 Google reviews. So let's hear from this small sample size of the people. Sam, 5 stars, 2 years ago said, I mostly only use the ATM here, and it's always fast and easy. On the occasion I do have to go in and speak with the bankers, they've always been really nice and helpful. Cool. Dina disagrees. She gave one star and said, Today, I went through the drive-thru and the young girl that was the teller was rude. Didn't give me time to speak and was very unfriendly. Neil also had a negative experience. Worst bank ever I seen. Dumb cashier. And management don't care. Alrighty then. Speaking of dumb, Angel is about to get stupid up in here. So this is happening in the afternoon on February 25th of 2021. If you remember that time, it was pretty rough pandemic-wise. The Rona was oot and a boot. And this bank's lobby, like many others at the time, was closed to the public. This bank has a drive through or drive-up window, though. And that's what they did. They drove up to the window. I've never done my banking this way before. drive throughs are for ordering burgers, in my opinion, not for making bank transactions. But hey, to each their own. This sounds very 80s, but I guess it's common. There's a pneumatic tube there. Uh, Angel, who had been scribbling something on a piece of paper in the back, hands one of his manila envelopes to the cabbie, who then sticks it in this pneumatic tube device and shoom! Off it goes into the bank and in the hands of the teller inside. The cab driver has no clue what he has just done. He assumes there was a check or something in this manila envelope. But nope, he is wrong. What the cabbie just did was assist Angel in an attempt to rob the bank. The teller opens the envelope and is in shock when she reads the contents inside. Something along the lines of, Give me all money from all drawers or I'll kill you and or blow up the bank. This would be a very scary note to read, especially if Angel were in the bank, handing this to her in person. She probably would have done exactly what he requested, and he may have been able to pull this off. 
But there's something less intimidating, less in your face, when you receive the note from a guy in the drive-thru who can't even access the building. You know what I mean? So the cashier, instead of going around drawer to drawer to gather up all the cash, she just moseys on over to the alarm and activates it. When police arrive on the scene to this attempted robbery in progress, the cab is still just chilling there, waiting patiently. Which, imagine how weird it must have been in the car. Angel scribbling notes in the back, getting the cabbie to shoot him into the bank using the pneumatic tube. What's taking so long? Where's the money? Hurry up, lady. I'm serious. Angel lights a stick of dynamite and hands it to the cabbie. (laughs) Anyway, the cops surround the cab, and here's a quote from one of the officers in their police report. He said, I did not have a good visual on the driver, but I could see the passenger jumping up and down and digging in the floorboards. I could also hear the passenger yelling at the driver to get out of here several times. End quote. I wonder what Angel was trying to do there. Tunnel his way out through the bottom of the car and dig a hole into China? Uh, The cabbie later said he kind of figured out what was going on when he saw all the flashing lights in his rearview mirror. Eventually, the police were able to get into the vehicle, arresting both men without further incident. They let the cabbie go after some brief questioning. He was dumbfounded, and they realized he had no knowledge of what was going on. Angel, however, was arrested and charged with the attempted bank robbery. After a search of the vehicle, they found the remainder of the manila envelopes in the back, along with some torn paper. The tears in the paper matched up with the paper used in the bank robbery note. What they didn't find on the scene was a weapon of any sort. Lauren Hummel, the assistant U.S. attorney in this case, said it definitely wasn't your typical crime. She added, quote, This is a very unusual case. He tried to be creative, but no matter how creative defendants try to be, we are still going to prosecute federal crimes where they occur, as they should. In May of 2022, so a little over a year later, Angel pled guilty to the attempted robbery and Judge Sherry A. Lydon. She was tough on him, not messing around at all. She sentenced Angel to six years in prison to be followed up by three years of court-ordered supervision. That seems harsh, doesn't it? Especially since he didn't actually have a weapon on him. I believe the threat of a weapon is considered to be just as bad, but yikes. Angel will be 65, a senior citizen, when he gets out. Hopefully this long time out will teach our boy a lesson. Scary. Imagine not even entering the bank. No weapons, just writing a threatening note and putting it in a tube and bam, six years in prison. I've had times when I was blackout drunk, woke up the next day not remembering anything. Probably doing some stupid stuff. I probably could have even been talked into doing something stupid like this. And then, yeah, I would have had to spend six years of hard time. Thankfully, that's never happened. But yeah, it could have. And I might have even thought it was funny at the time. Unreal. It's not worth it, guys. Crime does not pay. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's get into our next story, which takes place in Canada. New Westminster, which is a city in beautiful British Columbia. It has a population of about 71,000 people. 
and this will go down at a Canada Trust financial institution. Our perpetrator is a man by the name of Frederick John Thrones, and he's a sympathetic character, at least early on in his life. I have a soft spot for kids, and Freddie was dealt a shitty hand. He was born in Manitoba back in 1967 in a small town known as the Pa. He was the youngest of 13 kids. Freddie's memory is pretty bad, but blanks from that part of his life can be filled in from Corrections Canada records. They described his family life as, quote, marked by substance abuse as well as physical and sexual abuse, end quote. Not an ideal living situation. But Freddie entered foster care at age 12, and he didn't really enjoy that either. He ran away shortly after and was living on the rough streets of Winnipeg by age 13. And he was abusing substances and committing petty crimes to get by. After that, into adulthood. Hustling. Poor guy. In 1986, at the age of 19, he stole a car, was hit with a B&E charge, and also theft times two. He did 30 days in jail for that. In 1987, he did 10 months in jail for possession of stolen property. In 1988, he did 18 months in prison for a sexual assault charge. Oops, not really feeling as bad for him anymore. In 1991, he was busted for possession of stolen property again. So yeah, things are getting worse here. In 92, he got charged with robbery times three. Did a couple years for that. In 94, he got busted for another robbery, doing five years. Then in 2001, he committed an armed robbery in Saskatchewan and did seven years for that. So yeah, he's a bad seed who's been in and out of jail, mostly in. And he got out of prison in 2008 and surprisingly stayed out of trouble, at least with the law for quite some time. He held down a construction job, was in a serious relationship, even having a child. Uh, He broke up with his baby mama there when the baby was just six months old. But he paid child support and remained in the kid's life and was, by all accounts, a good father. So he's sort of back in the good boy books here for me. That is until things start unraveling in 2020. He gets a bad back injury, can't really work, starts abusing substances again. And that brings us up to date on our boy here, uh, to July 13th, 2021. Freddie is standing in line at the bank, waiting his turn. And when he gets up there, he hands the cashier a note. That's never good. And it's in all uppercase letters. The caps lock is on, baby. And this note says, This is a robbery. I must have at least $10,000 as I am dying in the next few weeks. I have 16 shots and I will make every one count. You have 30 seconds, so let's get going or I start shooting now. Ooh, not cool. The manager, who has had his eye on Freddy, is very ballsy. He takes over and gives him $645 with a GPS tracking device that he slips in there with the money. I guess the $645 was good enough for Freddy. It's hard to argue when you only have a limited time to get out of there. So he bounces and will eventually be caught due to the slick manager in that GPS device. I will read to you a quote from Freddy's sentencing. It'll flesh out the details of what he did upon leaving the scene of the crime. Quote, When Mr. Thrones left and the police attended, he was tracked through the GPS device, showing him having made a number of stops, including a trip to the liquor store, where he obtained a box of wine with a value of $39. 
He then got into a taxi and directed the driver to Surrey Central Station. Mr. Thrones was then stopped while in the taxi and arrested in a high-risk takedown fashion. The items connected to the robbery were found with him, but no firearm or other weapon was located. Okay, so yeah, there you have it. The cabbie wasn't involved nearly as much as the first story. He just picked Freddie up after the robbery, and Freddie was taken into custody from the cab. That's the life of a taxi driver, right? That must have been a stressful scene. Crazier than what they're normally used to. But I bet on any given shift, you know, they're picking up shady characters, dropping them off after committing a crime, or delivering them to do one. It's just part of the job. If we just heard about this one specific robbery, we'd be hating on Freddy, thinking he's a piece of shit. It was cool to actually get some real background on him. Kind of makes him feel more human. I feel bad for the guy. Can't help it. In court, the defense talked about Freddy's rough childhood, his criminal background, and the fact that he cleaned up his act for 13 years leading up to the crime. The judge bought into it. 13 years crime-free showed he's capable of rehabilitation, and we're big on that in Canada. But still, given the seriousness of the crime, he had to punish five-finger discount Freddy, and he did. Here's what the judge had to say. Quote, The seriousness of the offense, a bank robbery with the threat of a firearm, was aggravated by the terms of immediacy imposed in the note. General deterrence has particular application to a robbery of a financial institution, since it's logically targeted because of the expectation of large sums of money available, putting employees at a significant risk. It is important that those considering robbing a financial institution are aware that a significant sentence awaits their capture. End quote. Well said. And as for the punishment, Freddie was locked up for a firm but fair four years. And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 116, Cash Cabs. This is my first taxi cab episode. I think so, anyway. It's all a blur at this point. I will definitely revisit cabbie crimes in the future, using a different angle than the assisted bank robbery one. No doubt there are plenty of cases of cabbies gone wild, and we've all heard of the creepy Uber drivers out there. Alright, it's listener confession time, baby. So let's get criminal, criminal. I wanna get criminal. This one comes in from Shauna. Love the podcast, Leroy. I know you're probably sick of hearing this, but you are hilarious. You know, Shauna, I'm not really used to receiving compliments, at least not in my regular day-to-day life. But in the podcast world, I receive so many. It also comes with its fair share of criticisms, which I don't really receive in my regular life either. But something I've found is I don't get sick of the compliments. The negativity I could do without. But if you want to tell me how great I am, I'm all ears, girl. <laughs> Anywho, Shauna goes on to say, I was listening to your whack jobs episode and thought, wait a minute, I have a public masturbation story. Hold on, that didn't sound right. It wasn't me masturbating, it was someone else. I used to work at a beauty salon, and there was an old man who lived across the street. He'd always be watching us, staring at the employees and the customers as they'd walk in and out. One day, when I was standing outside having a smoke, We locked eyes, and I could have sworn he was masturbating. You could just tell by the rigorous movement of his arm. I told a co-worker, and she said she thought she'd seen him doing it before too, but couldn't be certain, so she didn't say anything. 
I told the owner and she said, oh yeah, that guy's a creep. I've called the cops on him a couple times after receiving customer complaints. And he always has an excuse. One time he said he was scrubbing his shoes. Another time he said he was playing Yahtzee. That one made me laugh. The rolling of the dice motion. I think of that every time I play now. Thanks, old dude. It just became a joke around work whenever we caught him. The old man across the street is having a stroke again. Gross. I don't work there anymore, but as far as I know, he's still doing it every day. Is it even public masturbation when you're doing it in your own home? Is it even illegal? I don't know these answers, but something about it just doesn't seem right. Wow. Thanks, Shauna. And those are some great questions. I'm not sure if he could get in any trouble, like as long as you don't see his unit. But yeah, playing Yahtzee? Talk about ruining a wholesome family game, eh? I was listening to an episode of World's Dumbest Criminals a while back. Shout out. Great podcast. And my pal Tara, was. Uh, she did a story about a man who got caught masturbating in his car. And his excuse was that he was playing a really small guitar. Really small indeed. Love it. If you have a petty crime confession you want to get off your chest or anything strange and out of the ordinary to share, like, oh, I don't know, a creepy masturbator story, send it to excuse me, that's illegal at gmail.com. And like my pal Shauna, you too could have your story played on the air. Come join the Patreon. All that stuff's in the show notes, my social media, blah, blah, blah. You can do all that. And yeah, that's all I got for you for now. Like I said, this has been a little late. I'm hoping to get the next one in on time. So I guess I will catch you in another five or six days with another hearty helping of softcore scum baggery. Peace. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.